Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm Yutende, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutende, ready to talk a little bit about college pathways? Oh, yes. Right. I was going to say college (laughs) pathways or whatever it may be called at your college, because there are so many different terms sometimes. And Mm -hmm. as a student, sometimes that might be confusing, right? You might hear of as a roadmap. Which I've mm-hmm. always liked roadmap because I think about like when I'm driving, I like a map. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Maybe um, have our listeners um, just learn a little bit about that. So when they're getting into their community college or their college, they can know about some of these programs and some of that language and they can be really successful because I think a lot of these a lot of these programs are really there to help our students and they can thrive if they know kind of what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great intro. So if for those who don't know, right, we like you said, the pathways is just one of the many myriad of names that colleges are calling what we basically can think of as a framework, right? So at your college, it might be called a learning village, or it could be a program map, or it could be um, a a pathway. Um, But different colleges call it different names. But what we really are referring to is the framework in which students are sort of categorized right? According to their major, according to their goals, according to their interests, right? So for example, you might be at a college that has a a arts and humanities village, right? And within that village, there might be art history majors, music majors, um, religious studies majors, um, Spanish majors, right? Um, All with different goals, maybe to get a certificate, maybe to transfer, Uh, you know, a myriad. And at another college, that same sort of framework, that same sort of over overlay, right, might be called a pathway. So every community college in California is moving to this sort of framework style. um, And, you know, it can vary. So what are your thoughts as far as what students should know? Currently, I'm in the STEM pathway, and I love it. I actually really like the opportunity where students come in. They kind of have a very STEM-focused orientation, so they can learn about some of the things that are really relevant to our STEM majors. And I think, you know, one is you're not necessarily locked into one, so... If you decide you have to shift or some students will ask me, do like, okay, like I'm thinking about engineering, but now I'm thinking about also um, something completely different like psychology. Like, is that okay? And I absolutely okay. And so I always tell my students to talk to the different pathway leads to see like maybe they want to hear information from both so they could better make a decision. But what I really like is that we're able to give like the students who are interested in STEM STEM focused activities, workshops, Mm -hmm. support that are really guided to them. And then that way they don't have to sift through everything, through every single email. And sometimes schools are setting it up where there is like a pathway where if you're part of that pathway or part of that major group, you might get an email regarding an engineering speaker series or maybe a math workshop. And that is, I think, that's helpful because, you know, 
we all get so many emails nowadays, right? <laughs> so, you know, if you have one less email and then or, or one more email that's really focused to something that you're interested in, I feel like you're more likely to open it or attend this event or check out this workshop. Mm, yeah, that's really great. Um, I So I happen to be in what our college calls health and wellness, right? And so that includes majors such as kinesiology, right? So these are students who are maybe interested in becoming a PE teacher or being a personal trainer or being a physical therapist. Um, but then that also includes majors like dental hygiene, nursing, um basically what we would consider what we call allied health. So that's, you know, respiratory therapy, medical assisting, right? So healthcare careers that are very focused. Um, But then it also includes things like uh, public health and other types of wellness, like overall wellness careers, right? And so um, I, I bring that up to say that you will find that at almost every college, there's a lot of overlap, right? So... You know, students are part of a wellness major or part of a health major, but they're taking a whole lot of STEM classes, right? Because they're taking chemistry and they're taking biology. Um, And so sometimes students can get, you know, a little confused as to, well, where do I really fit in? If I am a... um, If I am a kinesiology major and I've got to take anatomy and physiology, shouldn't I be in STEM, right? Or I actually need some of STEM's resources to do well in my classes. Um, And so this is where I want to always encourage students, ask questions, see a counselor, because the counselor will help you sort of point you in the right direction as to, okay, here's where to access these resources, even though they're outside of your pathway. And I love what you mentioned about, you know, you are not tied to anyone, right? It is just a guidance. Yes, and I'm, it's so great that you're mentioning those pieces. Uh, like some of the classes absolutely overlap where they do have to take um, a class maybe in the STEM field for especially our kinesiology majors, our physical therapists. Oh, that's, that's, um, that's definitely a major to talk about for the future. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's good because it at least gives you a little bit of an overview of what's to come. And I like that. I always tell my students, like, I like to kind of show them what's ahead, what they might be able to expect. Um, Now, for my transfer students, sometimes I always say, hey, it really depends, like, what you want to do, where you want to transfer. Because if your end goal is to become a mechanical engineering major at a certain university, we're still going to look at those transfer requirements. Um, And one of the questions I get is like, well, should I get my engineering associate's degree first? And I always say, let's focus on your transfer requirements. And if they kind of line up, absolutely. Let's see if we can do that. But if they don't, and the goal is, you know, the main goal is to transfer is like, we always want to kind of keep our eye on that prize on the transfer requirements. So you don't take those extra classes. And I always believe in extra classes. It could be, could be good for you, you know, but you also don't want to make sure that you take the requirements first, right? Because you want to make sure you want to be on the right path to transfer um, and complete your educational goals. So I'm a big believer in, in looking at those transfer requirements first and then working backwards and then using that pathway to help support you along that way. Mm, yeah, really great point. So in terms of, um, you know, how students, you know, access the right information or, you know, plan, you know, you've been talking about long-term planning. Do you feel like this is going to be a, um, 
positive direction or positive change for students? Where do you see this going long term? You know, for me, I like change. I think that it's an opportunity to review and see how it goes. And, you know, just getting the feedback from students to me is always the most important, right? Because I always say like, hey, I'm removed from that student experience just a few years, we'll say, all right, it's a day. (laughs) And so, you know, I'm, uh, you know, and since I, I don't have that student experience now, especially with everything that's, you know, has changed technology wise, right? I would say you always want to evaluate, give it an opportunity to develop, push it and see how how students are liking it and once you get that feedback from students like how do you improve maybe there's certain things that you're keeping maybe there's certain things that you change so i i think hey if we can do something that can help our students and try and be innovative why not let's check it out but you know if things if we need to adjust I'm very, very open on adjusting. And that to me always comes with the student feedback because I might think it's not the best idea. Uh, I'm not saying that that's my opinion. I'm just saying that that might be an opinion out there. However, you survey the students and they're like, no, this is amazing, right? So I really like to hear it directly from the person that's getting the service. Mm. Yeah, really great point. I'm really interested in finding out what the student feedback will be um, about um, you know, pathways and, you know, each college is, you know, so different, um, but yet moving towards the same goal. So I'm really curious in, you know, five years, how this is going to look and what students are going to be reporting back. So what would you say is the one thing that students should walk away as far as knowing, um, how to maximize their, the framework that their college uses? I think number one is just understanding the language going to the and that's typically on the website it's really typically there you can just kind of find that information on the website and then read a little bit about how your institution does it right like what are the opportunities what are the benefits do you have to sign in um somewhere and join um is it automatically based on if you select a major like what are the things or how are they really connect you connecting you to these services and if for some reason you feel like you're missing out on events you're not getting that um, information out there is checking in with your institution um, and whoever is in charge of that pathway that learning village whatever it may be called at your institution and seeing how do you become to make sure that you you get on that mailing list that way you could take advantage mm-hmm. because I tell myself so much like mm-hmm. these opportunities like that are out there sometimes we're so um, busy that we think like oh, we don't got time but you never know which workshop which speaker which person that you might find as a mentor may change like your life so get out there network and i would say just take advantage of the resources it's in day what would be your one thing oh i love it that was actually part of mine <laughs> was to, was to um you know pay attention to the emails and the, so i would kind of add to that and say One of the great things about this at every college is that every college has what we call success teams, right? So these are assigned counselors, assigned teachers, um, assigned, you know, student assistants that are supposed to be there to help kind of guide you through the process. So I say get to know who is on that for your pathway and utilize their service. So if there is a student 
that is sort of the student uh, support for your path. That means they, they are also part of that major or part of that pathway. Find out, you know, how you can connect with that person and find out what their experience has been. Do they recommend teachers? What study tools do they recommend? Um, things like that. So find out who is part of the success team at your school and, um, you know, utilize their referrals. Great, great points, Yutende. And for our listeners out there, please remember this podcast is for informational purposes only. Check with your institution to see what they might be calling that support at your institution. And please, please, please subscribe and review. It's really helping us. So if you can do that, we'd really highly appreciate it. Yutende, do you mind letting our listeners know where they can find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at cc underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at ccandsensibility at gmail.com. That's cc a n d S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.